0: All right, guys, it's about that time. Brooks here. Happy to be with you guys here on a Monday morning. This is the Rebels 247 podcast, part of 247 Sports and inside the Rebels. Like I said, I'm Chris Brooks, your host for the day. Hope you guys had a great weekend here in the Soundcom studios. The show is presented always by Capital Ortho. That's CapitalOrtho.com, CapitalOrtho.com. And with the SoundCom studios, that's soundcomav.com. Soundcomav.com. We'll get into more of those as we go. Um, but anyway, hope you had a great weekend. Grove Bowl weekend. Had a chance to drive up to Oxford Saturday morning and 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 check out the Grove Bowl. I've only only been to one practice thus far. But I had a chance on Saturday to drive up. You guys know I'm, I'm super busy with the kids and all those kind of things. And so I spent a lot of time down here in, in the central part of the state. And uh, I haven't been able to come up to a, a ton of practice yet. I was looking forward to Saturday. It's sandwiched between the baseball playoffs with Connor right now. Hey, shout out to uh, Northwest Rankin, the number one team in the state. And uh, the number, what are they? number 15 team in the country i think by either a baseball america or a perfect game one or the other but anyway they've had a, a great year and, and connor's had a great year all like the whole team i don't want to single out just my kid but that's been a lot of fun but in the midst of all this i get a chance saturday to drive up and, and see the Grove bowl i've read a lot of what you guys have already put on the board so what i'd like to do is and get into just some first impressions of of what I'm thinking with the team heading in the next year. You know what Lane Kiffin said after the game. You know how much of that that I don't want to say how much of that that you can buy. That's the wrong way to phrase that. I don't mean to do that because look, of all the coaches out there, Lane Kiffin seems like the guy that at least shoots you straight. I mean the, the business and the way it is, it's just hard to get people to shoot you straight he probably shoots from the hip and and says the truth more or as much as any coach out there. So I think he's he's telling you exactly what he's thinking when he's thinking it. But I'm watching the game Saturday, and, and I don't know what you guys are watching in particular and what you're looking for and those kind of things, but uh, I'm watching the quarterback play. And I've seen a lot of people talk about this, not just with Jackson Dart and with Luke Altmeyer. Uh, but also with Kincaid Dent. But I want to get into all three of those guys. But look, as I as I walk out there, walk on the field. Hey, look, really good crowd. I mean, it's you're not going to pack the house on a spring game. And I, if I had to guess, I don't know what maybe ten thousand. Those of you who were there, you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong. There, maybe ten thousand people at the spring game, which I thought was a, a good crowd, maybe more. I mean, it could have been ten to fifteen thousand. It was a good crowd. And it helped with double-decker and all of those things going on in Oxford and then the baseball game going on afterwards. I'm not going to get into the baseball game and, and where that is today. We're not doing that today. Nope. Not getting into that today. We are going to start producing this every morning, though. I'm going to give you 20 minutes of what's going on in Ole Miss land, what's going on in just the world of Ole Miss sports every morning. But uh, but I walk out, and it's a good crowd. Uh, it's kind of funny because when you're you're walking along the sidelines, you see a lot of people – uh, and I try not to stop a lot of these guys, but like, you know, Chad Kelly walks through and uh, he's there with 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 his significant uh, other, whoever that was, but she's she's walking with him. And so I'm like, there's Chad Kelly. had the, look, yeah, I mean, the nickname Swag. So he has the glasses on it. And a lot of you have seen the pictures by now. I think like the real big rim, white glasses. And didn't stop him or anything, but he, you know, he's walking by. You saw DK Metcalf was at the game. Um, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank here. Can't believe I'm drawing a blank on this. Uh, Dawson Knox tied in with the, the Buffalo Bills. He's out there. So you see all these guys. and I mean, that's pretty cool to walk around the field level and to see that. And then you know they all conglomerate there in the corner of the end zone. Uh, Javon Patterson's, you know, showing a lot of people around. What is Javon's title now? Uh, you guys remember, everybody remembers Javon Patterson. Great player for Ole Miss, went on to the NFL. I remember that dude from back in the day at pedal High School. Um, was a big deal player coming out and now he's back in Oxford. He is the associate director of former student athlete relations, man, that guy, he's perfect in that role. Great personality, just solid, good person. Um, awesome guy. And, uh, you know, he's kind of walking some people around. Um, you'll, you bump into a few coaches, you know, your Derek Nixes or you know, whoever down there. So anyway, kind of walking around down there, getting ready to to get everything started. And then, you know, once the the team hits the field, this is where I am on the quarterback deal. I should have answered a couple of questions on Twitter, but I really don't like to get into, when you start answering questions on Twitter, you know how that is if you're on it, like it never ends because your answer, whatever it is to somebody is wrong. And it's not just wrong, like it's insulting to whoever disagrees with, you know what I mean? So I try not to answer a whole lot on there. There is no doubt in my mind right now. The the quarterback and look, I have some clips from Lane Kiffin here. We're going to get into uh, four clips from his press conference and what he said afterwards. You know what I think, and I think he's being honest. What you should take away from it, what at least what I'm taking away from it. There's no doubt right now that Luke Altmaier would be the starting quarterback if they played a game tomorrow. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it looked like that again on Saturday. Now, I'm looking at the numbers, if you went straight, pure numbers from the game. Luke Altmaier ends up, if this will open back up for some reason, um, Luke ends up, what were Luke's numbers for the game? He ends up 9 of 22, 182 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. Okay, a clean game. You look at Jackson Dart's numbers, he's 11 of 30. 166 yards, a lot of that in the second half, two touchdowns, two picks. And then I want to get into Kincaid Dent here in just a minute, too. He ends up playing for both teams a little bit. And Kincaid's numbers, 12 or 13, for 140 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. I do want to get into those numbers for Kincaid Dent here in just a minute. But on on Dart and with, with Luke Altmaier. If it, was, if it was this weekend and they're preparing for a game, Luke Altmyer's the starter. Jackson Dart's come on in with so much hype and the recruiting ranking and all of those things that go with that. And look, and, and I get it. It's warranted. He's incredibly talented. He's incredibly talented. Has a big arm. He can run. You saw some of that over the weekend. He ran for, he ran for a ton. How much was it? I'm looking. Uh, Jackson Dart runs for 66 yards. The 16 attempts is problematic, though. There's two reasons for that. One reason he's running so much is right now he's swimming a little bit uh, mentally. The other reason was he's behind the number two offensive line, okay? That's going to be a struggle. And it was. The number two offensive line, they struggled. But if you're watching him on the field, he's he's thinking hard. You know, he's looking for the right receiver, where to go with it. And uh, obviously, a lot of his issues right now, it's mental, a lot of them. Now there's a few things with him that that I think he's got to work on. Not just the mental thing. He still has to prove he can be accurate with the ball, because there were a few times in the game where he finds the right receiver, it's wide open, and he just misses it. So I think accuracy at this point that that's also a concern. I've had a lot of my friends bring up Matt Corral, and he was a little inaccurate early. Yeah, that can come sometimes from just mentally you're overwhelmed and and that happens. So, certainly that could be happening with him. I think it is happening with him. With Luke Altmaier, how to say this? I've had a chance to see Luke play more than most. Had a chance to see him in high school play for Starkville High School. And he's always been what you saw Saturday. He's a composed guy. He has a lot of poise, makes good decisions, uh, throws a good ball, not the biggest arm, but he throws the ball well. You know, all those things Saturday, he was like that in high school. He could run this offense next year and run it well. I think he he gets undervalued by fans just because some of this is recruiting, recent recruiting a five-star transfer comes in and everybody's excited and look, and that's a good thing. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. But then you kind of forget the other guy. Luke came in a four-star kid was a top 200 player nationally. So, I mean, that's a big prospect also. And I think some of this too is just, and I'm not trying to push one over the other. I'm really not. I don't, I don't care which one starts. I think it's more up in the air right now than, than fans give it credit with Luke. I think people remember back to the Sugar Bowl, but if you guys were following along with Lane Kiffin and his presser this recent when they started spring football and he he got into that a little, I mean, threw a lot of shade towards former offensive coordinator there, handling everything in the Sugar Bowl. The plan could have been better. And, And I've heard this from the other end of this on the Baylor end. They felt like they had Ole Miss figured out. And I think a lot of people still remember and still recollect that you know, his performance in the Sugar Bowl. I thought the kid played well. Thought he was kind of doing a lot of ad-libbing things on his own. I thought he played well under the circumstances. But if it's if it's right now, I think he's your starter. I think Jackson Dart, if I had to bet money right now, I still think he will start in the fall. But it it is much closer than I thought it was going to be. And I, I think it's him, but I mean the slimmest of margins. Now with Kincaid Dent, I really don't know what to make of that because he never comes up as a starter. That's just like behind the scenes media talking, or you're getting stuff from sources, from coaches. He doesn't come up in the starting conversation, but his numbers keep looking like they did Saturday, which were really good. And if you followed that kid at all, which I did in high school is from J.A. Awesome kid. Um, great family, that whole thing. He was a runner. Like, ran for a ton of yards. but And he didn't do that Saturday, which means he was getting rid of the ball, getting it where it needs to be. And those are good things. But it, he doesn't come up. I'm, I'm going to leave that right there. I don't, I really don't know what to make of all that. And I know you have to consider who's on the field when he's playing and all that. But he's also playing with both teams. I mean, he looked good on both teams. So make of that whatever you want. But here, uh, let, let me get this from Lane Kiffin. This is Kiffin talking about first about a Jackson dart and what he thought of him Saturday.
1: Yeah, not a very good first half. Um, thought he was trying to win the job instead of just playing quarterback and forcing balls and um, not being very consistent. So just talk to him for the half, you know, about, you know, calming down and taking one play at a time and. Thought he did some better things in the second half.
0: Yeah, I thought that's exactly what he did. He he looks like somebody trying to do too much, and whenever he wasn't sure what to do with it, you know, he, he chunked it deep. Uh, I that's that's like that's going to be a shocker. That's that's exactly what happened with him Saturday. But look, if I didn't I didn't clip this, but Kiffin to start that press conference, spring games are what they are, and Ole Miss kind of they they tried to turn that thing into a party. Uh, they played a lot of dudes. They did all of that. So make of it what you will. It is what it is. You know, you don't take too much from it. You want everybody to be healthy. Don't make too much of the numbers or any of those things because I know the coaches won't. They'll take into the summer what they saw in practice and I don't want to say won't consider it. The kids that looked really good and played great in the spring game, yeah, that, that'll that be a good thing. The The ones that struggled some – I don't know if they're going to make much of it. Here's Kiffin whenever he's asked about Luke Altmaier and how he thought Luke looked.
1: Yeah, that would be considered Luke staying that way. You know, Jackson made some mistakes early, and um, Luke seemed to play really consistent, um, you know, and not force things.
0: Look, that's Luke Altmaier in a nutshell. He plays consistent, and he doesn't force things. and. When we get to the fall, look, and that's not to say that he he would not put up big numbers. Like, I think whoever's under center will put up numbers just because who the head coach is. You know what I'm saying? And who the offensive coordinator is, which really Lane Kiffin, but Charlie Weiss Jr. in here now. Numbers will be put up. Uh, but that that's Luke in a nutshell. I thought he played well. He's consistent. He gets the ball where it needs to go. He would be a good option. If he wins that job, he'll be a good option. And then also, this is this is Kiffin talking about Kincaid Dent and what he got out of him.
1: I thought Kincaid did good. I think both series, that, his first two series that he played were touchdown drives, um, one on both sides. So that was really good to see. And i proud of him. And that's not easy when you're sitting there and get thrown in on both teams uh, to be able to ready to go in and play. And he did what we want our guys to do. Like they asked me before the game, what do you want from your quarterbacks? I want them to operate the system really well and not try to play outside the system. And He did a good job with that.
0: And then again, Kincaid puts up the big numbers, but he doesn't come up in that starting conversation for whatever reason. I'm not at practice. You know, no media isn't. Honestly, there's not a whole lot that's coming out of these practices. So I don't know what to make of all that, but it just that is where it is right now. And I don't know who's going to win that job. If you ask me right now, I mean, if I put money on it, I said I'd do Jackson Dart. I don't know who's going to win it. So, But I think whoever wins it, I think they'll be in good shape. Okay, we'll see what happens. I think they'll be in good shape. Just some random info from the game. I had somebody tell me this down on the field and I'm talking with somebody that they've seen a little bit. And uh, I don't want to put too much on this kid. He didn't do a whole lot Saturday. I think some of that's – I think it – not some of it. That's by design. You don't want to get anybody hurt in the spring. Zach Evans. Zach Evans may be and probably is the most talented running back that they've had since Deuce. All right, we're going back to around 2000. I'm trying to remember if there's anybody else in there to throw in there. Most talented. Okay. Somebody that can do a little of everything. There have been others, and I know I'm know I'm going to miss some because there's been some NFL guys, and, man, there's a bunch. Maybe that's too strong. Gosh, I'm already backing off that a little bit. I'm thinking of Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, how long his career was in the NFL. Brandon Bolden, how long his was in the NFL. God, he hung around, still hanging around. I'm not saying, let me clarify, I'm not saying Zach Evans is going to be better than anybody that's been there the last twenty. I'm not saying he will be better because there have been big seasons. He's a really talented running back. Now will he put up big time numbers and all of that? I mean, you you'll see, see what happens in the fall. But there's a lot to be excited about, about with him. Ulysses Bentley, same thing. Thought that kid looked looked great. Has a different gear. Like can really run. I, I'm a big fan of. Um, now I'm now drawing a blank. Kentrell Bullock. I don't know how I recollected that, but it came to me. The running back room's in good shape. Quinshon Judkins looks good. The defensive line is what it is. J.J. Um, Piggies has a chance to be a special defensive tackle. He had two tackles, but they were both sacks. But it's not just that. It's limited snaps, but it's how he looks making the tackles. Like, that, that kid looks like a monster defensive tackle. And he's quick, he's strong. He has everything to be a, a really good player. And I've heard some comparisons to Jeremy Liggins, you know, just great athletes that, that you move around to different positions. He's not that. You know, Jeremy was purely an offensive guy. And that's not the case here with with J.J. I think he's going to have a great year. In general, the defensive line is, is really good, better than it's been in a long time. I think the secondary is in good shape. I don't think linebackers is in a bad uh, a place as some people do. You know, sometimes when those things start, people just kind of jump on board with the idea of, "Hey, linebackers aren't very good. Let's just run with it." I think they're really thin. There are a couple of guys in there that will be good linebackers in this league. I think it's thin. But in general, the defense and what Chris Partridge is doing, I'm on board with that. I think they have a chance to be really good. Then you move that over to the offense. The running back room is in great shape. They don't know the quarterback yet, but I think it's in good shape. They do want a couple of wide receivers, but there were guys missing Saturday that will be good players. Mingo wasn't playing. You know, I saw him in the tunnel, you know, before the game or maybe right at halftime, had his his foot all um, casted up. I'm, I'm assuming that he had some type of surgery with that. But he'll be back. Rafe Vinson didn't play, had – I want to say he had – he pulled something. I want to say I heard that. But anyway, uh, he didn't get to play Saturday. He's been really good this spring. Like, he probably led – they chart everything at practice. He's probably been statistically the leading player, but some of that's because he's out there all the time. He's been been healthy. But I think he'll help when he comes back. There were several kids that didn't play Saturday that are going to help. They're going to bring in a couple. I think wideout will be okay. And then the offensive line I think is really good. Mason Brooks has stepped right in. Jeremy James is undervalued. You know, he was a right tackle last year. Nick Broker kind of overshadowed him. But with him moving to left tackle now and Broker beside him at left guard where, where he will play in the NFL, the offensive line has a chance to be really good. So, in general, I had this conversation last night with some friends of mine. I think the team this year probably top to bottom – is better than last year. But so much of last year also, it hinged on what Matt Corral did. If they get quarterback play remotely close to that, which I think they will, they have a chance to be really good. Now, what does that look like? Seven wins, eight wins, nine wins, 10 wins? I mean, I don't know. There's so many variables that go into that. Hey, how good is everybody else? Did everybody else get better in the league? Did the other teams get worse? Do you get lucky? Is everybody healthy? It's hard to put just a win total. I think that's a really good football team, though. Uh, a couple other things here. Looking over my notes real quick. Saw Taiwan Malone walking around the field. You know, he's not dressed out because of baseball, and uh, I didn't know who he was at first. That is a very large human being. Holy, moly. like that is a that is a big kid. Not, a, I shouldn't say kid. That's a big man. If he plays next year, half as good as he looks. So I saw him out there, and uh, we'll see what he does. There's several of those guys that will be coming back in the fall. But, yeah, top to bottom, I guess the thing you could take away from the spring, that's going to be a really good football team. They'll bring in three or four more players, you know, wide outs, maybe a linebacker. I mean, you'll see some additions there. And, And I think fans should be excited about next year. Now, what the win total is, like I said, we'll see. But I think fans have a reason to be excited for next year, and and we'll see what happens. Now, as far as – I don't know if I want to get in, I don't want to get into that right now. I was going to do a little bit of recruiting. That's about 20 minutes. We will start doing this podcast every morning. You know, I've been wanting to do that Anyway. We will knock out this every morning, just kind of a start your day kind of a thing of 20 minutes into. I'm not looking at the schedule this morning, but, you know, what's going on in Ole Miss sports. And I'm just doing that because me, even a media guy, I don't always know what's going on until I get up in the morning. I'm checking things out. I try to give you guys about 20 minutes every morning about what's going on and just random thoughts about what's happening with with Ole Miss. And uh, we'll put that out Monday through Friday. I'm looking forward to doing that. If you guys have any questions or anything that you'd like in a podcast, let me know on the board. You know, we'll start doing some mailbag stuff and to get into some Q and A, and that's fine too. But always appreciate you guys. This has been the Rebels Two Four Seven Podcast with Two Four Seven Sports and Inside the Rebels. Hope you guys have a great day. Appreciate you.